0: it's gonna feel real good all right most dope everybody please put hey. a thumb in the air hey.
1: Everybody. How are you? Don't really feel like that's sort it's of really it, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, this is Broad Street Hockey Radio. I, I, I don't know. Maybe we try. This is a good start. This is a good start. Preseason is... It's preseason for everyone, fam. Sure, we record all summer, but... I've been doing this for five years. Whatever. Uh, this is Broad Street Hockey Radio. My name's Bill Matts, director of Fun and Games for the Evening. You know the whole thing. Let's just get to intros, let other people talk while I sort out my shit. Uh, let's lead it off with the fly by yourself, oh, Kelly Hinkle.
2: I had a, I had a, so I opened up a Google Doc this afternoon to start the outline because I had like a really good hot take in my head and then it left me. <laughs> when
0: that happened. As soon as I opened the the document I was like
2: wait what? (laughs) I wanted to say something and I think I was going to yell about the Flyers account yelling at us. Who'd they yell at? Oh yeah. They did a whole thing thing that that people seem to really enjoy but I find it I found it kind of irritating. The, the Twitter the GM. Yeah, we signed yeah. TK. Like, you know what, motherfucker? I'm not a Twitter GM. I've just been talking about
1: your product all summer. I'm so sorry I, to bother it you It was that. what it was. Like, I, I, I did a thing about it. I thought it, too much about that. And it, people think. got, like, mad at me. Well, some people were like, yeah, you're right. That is tone deaf. And other people were like, you just can't enjoy anything. Exactly. Like, like I have fun, police. Why don't yeah. you lighten up a little bit? It's, well, it's Bill Matts, the guy who never has any fun. That's, <laughs> yeah, what, that's right? what I'm known as, right? The, the uber <laughs> professional. <laughs> <laughs> like, Always yeah. serious. Yeah, I, I was annoyed by that. Like, I don't hate the Flyers. I don't hate their social media. I thought it was a dumb tweet. That's all. I want I want them to have more personality, but that ain't it. Yeah, be like Gritty. I, I, yeah.
3: I had no problem with
2: yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was... I think it's because, honestly, we played ourselves because in our Slack chat, we have all of the Flyers account tweets show up. So it was like 45 minutes of just, we signed TK and Provy, we signed TK and Provy, <laughs> we signed TK and Provy. Like, it, it was just a lot.
0: For 45 minutes... And then they continued during the game. Yeah. And again today. Well, did they
1: not have a stream of the game because you had to have Comcast to be able to watch the game? That's Maybe stupid. they weren't able to watch either and they were bored. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> From com. Charlie O'Connor.
3: Okay, so I don't really have a hot take here, yeah. but I'm just giving everyone a heads up that I am in the process of doing a fantasy hockey draft, so I may randomly like talk ab- talk about my picks as I'm making them during so the show. Ready for just this. preparing everyone for it. I
1: want I wish Charlie was working every episode, even if it was like fantasy hockey, one thing. I wish you were like working on an article and then we just went to <laughs> you and it would be flustered, Charlie, like I don't know, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> that would be that would be a fun bit. Last but certainly not least. Steph, delicious D. Steph Driver.
0: So we have signed Travis Konecny and Ivan Provorov. Is this and true? that did happen? It is true. Uh, but today, I want to take a minute and acknowledge Kelly Hinkle, who is not leaving the podcast. Let me make that very, very clear. Not leaving the pro- podcast. She's not just leaving, leaving, leaving Broad us Street physically. Hockey. She is just leaving my airspace and country and moving to Canada. Um Kelly is. Well, I mean, it's all the same air, I guess <laughs> there um,
1: seems cleaner.
0: Kelly is the really the, the driving force and the heart and soul behind Broad Street Hockey. She's the one that keeps us all in line, whether it's on, on the podcast or the site. Things just wouldn't get done without Kelly. And that's not going to change. But she's one of my best friends and I'm going to physically miss her in my life. Aww. So to Kelly's last day in this room with us for the next couple of weeks, you're amazing. We're gonna miss you.
1: I called Kelly the conscience of the show uh, when I was talking about how to read my power rankings. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, it's that me. Made me feel nice in my heart. Read it in my voice, but like anytime I use stats. Uh, that's Charlie. Sure. Yeah. Whenever I <laughs> contradict myself, obviously that's someone arguing with me. It's Steph. And just the overall conscience you have uh, while you're reading it, that's, that's Kelly. And I think that's the dynamic of the show. Not going to change. People should send me gifts, though. We, we very much are going to miss Kelly's physical presence in our in our lives.
2: I will I be back for the entire month of November, fam. All right. November. Yeah, that's not ready. too far away. Mm-hmm. It'll be like <laughs> Tomorrow.
1: Yeah, the I mean September like came and went. Yeah, how did so. that happen? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway. <laughs> we got to wake up the Green Day guy. Um, <laughs> so as as Steph mentioned, we have signed TK and Provorov, and that's where I want to lead off. Uh, that finally. that basically wraps up, I guess. Chuck Fletcher's first off season worth of moves. Obviously, he's been here since Hextall got fired early last year, but. Now it's it's we it's him. This is him. Even though it's guys he didn't draft or whatever, it's his roster. First of all, what'd you think of the contracts? It it stretched longer than we wanted it to, but I got to lead it off here and say, not bad, fam. Not, not
3: bad. I think the off contract is the one that surprises me more in the sense that, I guess, based on the rhetoric of this offseason, I assumed it was going to be a lot more than what it ended up being, which what it ended up being is pretty much exactly what it should have ended up being based on comparables and everything like that. Like This is around where it should have been, mid to high sixes, and it just got to the point where... I was expecting it to be in the sevens, just because I didn't think Provorov was going to sign for anything less than that. But I got the impression when Provorov did his his press conference, uh, which came, I guess, when he uh, when he showed up for the first day on Friday, uh, he said a couple pretty telling things, and he didn't necessarily say this flat out. But the the read I got from what he was saying was basically that, look, my side was going to drive a hard bargain. We we're going to try to get as much as we possibly could get but I was not missing camp. Okay. So it almost seemed like it was a situation where he's like, tells his agent, look, get me as much as you can, but when push comes to shove, sign the sign sign the deal because I am not missing camp. I'm too hot. This is what we talked about. He's a ho- he's a hockey obsessive. Yeah. I mean, we've seen his training regimens. They're unreal. He just didn't want to miss camp, and I think that's why they were able to bridge the gap because the Flyers obviously wanted the number one defenseman, and Pirov did not want to miss any time.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, You t- maybe right after Wier- Wierenski signed, you may have tweeted like, it's your gut feeling. He doesn't step on the ice for anything other than like a
3: number starting with seven. Yeah, that's what I thought. I and was I was shocked when it came in the sixes. We Me too.
1: you weren't here last week. We spent. I don't know how much time screaming we at each helped. other about how he wants. eight. Steph said maybe she heard he wants to be highest paid on the team. He I think wants, that's. I think that's where it was at one point. Plus, yeah, and absolutely. We, we. I mean, it was an argument like we haven't had all off season. <laughs> so it was. It, it was time. It was very nice to see uh, the number just be reasonable, and what we all kind of thought he should get like I love the guy want him to be great he's not elite yet hopefully he is and this contract kind of reflects what guys in his position are supposed to get so it seemed reasonable TK uh, the number seemed a little high a little bit but I I mean if he if he starts producing just a little bit more it's very reasonable is that everyone else's it's six years so you think the guy's going to develop at what everyone think of uh
0: I think it's a good deal for him. I, I, I'm i not concerned that the money's too high because he's been a consistent player with inconsistent surroundings. Yeah. And, and I think mm-hmm. that, you know, he's 22, 23,
3: 22? Uh, yes, I believe he's 22.
0: Yeah, we're fine.
1: Yeah, not yet. Yeah, we're his, fine. he's a March birthday, so he turns 23 like at the end of the season. I think
0: tomorrow's Nolan Patrick's 21st birthday. Just random. Look yeah, it's just around city. that time, right? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's around. It was late out. September. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, I have I have an interesting like I have an interesting way of kind of looking at the Connectney contract because I don't. It's not that I dislike it. I, I know I think it's, I think it's a fair contract, especially at that term. And one thing that's cool about it, for I guess for you know for connectney and for the Flyers, is that it shows the Flyers have faith in Travis Konecny, which is neat. We talked about this earlier this summer that if they give him a long term deal. Considering the guys they have coming, it shows that they they trust Travis Konechny. They think he's going to be a key member of this team, and that's exciting because Travis Konechny is an exciting player, and he's the kind of guy that ideally he is part of the next great Flyers team. What's interesting to me about Konechny is that like, I would have preferred—and and this is purely speaking from a team perspective— I would have preferred Sanheim get the long-term deal and to get the bridge.
1: Same. And we talked about that a lot when Sanheim signed. He got that bridge, and we were all like, I get it from his perspective. But it's like, ah, that's going to be a number someday.
2: Yeah, I really wanted Sanheim to get term because he's going to be the best one of these three.
3: I just—the primary reason why I wanted Sanheim to get the term is because I think— Konechny, because you wouldn't have had had the money to give every single one of them term. That was the thing. You had to make a decision on which one you were going to give it to. And, like, if you would have given Konechny the bridge, I don't think, because I don't see a path for him to get onto the top power play unit in the next couple years, considering the guys they have, I don't think Konechny... Like, I think Konechny does have a breakout year in him. I don't know if it's going to happen until Jake Voracek is gone. And if that's the case, and he's not getting power play one minute, like, I don't know if, he's, if he has the ability, even if he comes this amazing five-on-five guy because he spends all of his minutes with Drew and Gatturi, and they're awesome, and that top line kills it. If you don't have power play one time, your ceiling's like 60 points. And I feel like if he would if his best season in a two year or three year bridge deal was a sixty point year, the next contract he wasn't gonna get that much more than what he got in this contract, yeah. which is about five and a half which was exactly five and a half mil a year. So for me like I don't think this is a bad deal. I'm not mad they made this. They 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 made this deal, and I do think that Konechny heavily pushed for a long term deal, which is one of the reasons why they went that route. Because I think they were more than open to doing a to doing a bridge, doing a short term deal. But I I I don't know how much they saved. By signing him long term, whereas I think with Sanheim, had they signed him long term, there's the potential that they could end up saving a lot of. Money.
1: That could end up looking like a Couturier contract. Exactly. Like, I don't think the Conne- oh our number yeah. one defenseman signed for five and a half. Yeah. Wow.
3: I, I don't think this Konechny deal is ever going to look like a Couturier contract. Yeah. Was I think the a Sanheim deal similar to this, if maybe a little bit less. Would have had the potential to be the kind of deal that becomes one of the cornerstones of your team for as long as it exists, and that's why I would have kind of preferred they flip it. But I'm not like I'm not ripping Chuck Fletcher and the Flyers in this because I think part of it was circumstance. I think Connectney really wanted a long term deal, and they really wanted to get him into camp. So it's like, well, we can you know keep having a staring contest about you want long term, I want short term for the next month, and you miss time, or we can sign you a long term deal and get you in the fold, and that's what they did. I just. For me, the ideal situation would have been to flip the two in terms of connecting getting the short, Sanheim getting the long.
2: I wonder if they, you know, they might have wanted to do that. But if out of these three guys, the one who I think would have a surest bet on himself is Travis Sanheim. Like there's no doubt in my mind that in three years he's going to be worth a lot more money than he is now. Look, so I mean, we're, that- we're really
3: high on Travis Sandheim, but we have to acknowledge that, like, he might not be what we think he is. I think he's what we think I
2: he is. I shan't acknowledge
3: that. Just say saying. Yeah, well, mean- I,
0: I would also see why he would want to be a little bit cautious coming from the regime that didn't think that he was good enough and probably told him a lot that he wasn't good enough.
1: I, like, and that's the weirdest part with the whole saying it, like... The guys who drafted him are the ones who were in charge of that whole travesty, but (laughs) it was that freaking coach. And then we saw how Sanheim broke out last year. Uh, Yeah, he could always end up just being what he is. That's always, you know, you always kind of project development, and then if it doesn't follow that escalator, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, we signed this guy to the Andrew McDonald deal, and (laughs) maybe not worth it. Uh, But I'm happy with these contracts. I, I think, like, to Charlie's point, yeah like san or connectney could like play better like be a better player and his numbers wouldn't reflect it all that much simply because of that power play time so maybe you bridge him and we'd heard we had heard that there'd been you know they had the bridge in their back pocket and we'd heard a, we've heard a lot of information some of it was true some of
3: it was sure sure
1: but we've heard all off season they kind of have a bridge in their back pocket just to get it done if it needs if it needs getting done but Connecticut uh, is really pushing for that long term. He gets the six years. I'm happy with these deals. I'm most happy. Everyone is now in the fold. Here we go. It's time. We have yeah. our team. Yeah,
3: that's the big thing.
1: Uh, there's you know there's camp battles. There's spots to be won, but of the uh, of the players who matter most, they are all accounted for, and they are all accounted for for multiple seasons. Yeah, we're we're not we're not looking down the road at big showdowns anytime soon. I don't think.
2: And one of the things that I think that's nice about. All three of these deals really is there was a lot of like consternation amongst the fan base about the deals that Fletcher did at the start of the offseason and I heard a lot of he's not ever going to make a team friendly deal he's not capable of making a team friendly deal and I think you could argue that all three of these are pretty team friendly none of them are abjectly bad I don't th- you know, I don't think
3: they're I don't think they're team friendly but I don't think they're bad I think I think it's funny when uh, when Tom did his, his statistical evaluation based on his model of the Konechny deal, it ended up being exactly even <laughs> in terms of surplus value. Like he is a, he, by by his model, he is Konechny is expected to provide essentially exactly five point five million dollars worth of value over the length of the deal per year, which is exactly what he got. And Fucking that nailed it. You never see that. You no. never see that. <laughs> the Proverov deal, he's a little bit more skeptical on, but that's again goes back to the things we've talked about, which is the fact that Provorov numbers haven't been that great so you're kind of paying him hoping that he gets back to being the guy he was the second half of the 2017-2018 season
1: yeah and even I mean I love TK that that same season man his five-on-five numbers after they moved him with uh, Giroux and Couturier he was scoring at 5-on-5 five five at the same pace as McKinnon and Hall and the MVP candidates. Like It was an incredible number. If he keeps that up, even without the power play time, extremely valuable. Uh, as I stated in the beginning, the preseason has begun. We are two games in, so it's time for some overreactions. Yeah! Uh, I just want to get some first impressions on uh, on the new faces that we have uh, in the fold here. And I want to start out with, I think, the biggest addition of the offseason— Elaine Uh what do we think of the new coach?
0: I got really, I was just getting really irritated with all of his comments about Travis connecting. Like, I was just. I liked them. I thought they were funny. <laughs> I didn't like them because, like, buddy, you're not involved in the process at all keep your mouth shut like it just irritated me it didn't it just bugged me he
1: could have thrown in but that's the business of sports at the end of all of his comments actually
2: the business
0: but if he's
1: answering a question about hockey like this is how he feels about the hockey and okay. to be
2: fair, the person there is more prepared than a person
0: Yeah, out we're there.
1: instilling a it's new system. It's not like Travis
2: didn't want to be there. He couldn't.
0: He physically couldn't be there. He still wasn't there. He couldn't be there. No, was, hold on. Yeah. Was do you think that there would have been any more or less outrage on the Twitter? If Travis Konechny was physically in Voorhees and just wasn't at camp because he didn't have a contract or if he was in Ontario. I don't think that matters. I absolutely think it matters. I think it
3: matters. It's just, I, I mean, a couple of people said that it brought that up to me during the holdout was, well, you know, couldn't he just come to Voorhees? It's like, no. Well no, no, the thing is, he could, but his agent would have fired him as a client yeah. if he did. Like, if you show up, part the reason why you you hold out, even though hold out really isn't the right term, because he didn't have a contract. Yes. But part of the reason why you don't show up is to gain leverage, because yeah. the team wants you there. So if, if they want to get you there they have to sign you, if he would have showed up, which apparently, somebody brought this up that, like, two or three years ago, Rasmus Vrsalainen showed up to camp without a contract. And so it, it has been done, but... It would be unbelievably stupid from a negotiation standpoint because you kill your leverage. And it's like, oh, well, I'm here and I'm doing all the stuff, but can you pay me, please? Yeah, even if he's just in Voorhees
1: and not skating, like if I'm Chucky, I go... Oh, well, he's, you know, we must be close. I'm going to keep... Yeah, He must want to really get out there. Let's see how bad... Like, I'd absolutely play that game if I'm negotiating. So, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. But to your point, Steph, Twitter outrage, there's no... It's just annoying. There's no rhyme or reason to Twitter outrage. I mean, I
3: I think part of it, too, is that, like, people, especially people online, but just I think Flyers fans in general really, really like Travis Connect. Yes, they like, do. They're, like, like. I think it's Travis Kone- and part, part of the reason I believe is this, because it's Travis Konechny and it's Shane spare, and this is the reason. This has been a pretty lackluster era of hockey, and they are like the two fun players. That's- so there's a lot of loyalty towards those guys because it's like, well, they're the only reason why I enjoy watching this stupid team.
1: And that's... T- t- to that point, Charlie, I think that's been my impression of Vigneault, the way they're playing on the ice. Listen, there's a lot of guys who just ain't going to be here playing in these first two games, and it's right away. They don't have the system down. They don't know each all. Everyone doesn't know each other yet. I get it. But a little bit of confirmation for me, especially last night on how this team's going to play. Um, I think they're going to win a lot more games. I don't think they're going to be all that aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Uh, but see, I don't know about that. I, I I see where you're. Uh, I do see where you're coming. Not falling behind two nothing in the first ten minutes is more aesthetically pleasing than falling. (laughs) Like I'll give you that. Like yes, that is better. (laughs) But the idea of like oh we're gonna get off the fast starts. I don't know about that. I think we're just gonna not get off the slow starts. But to relate that back to Konechny, like if this is the way we're gonna play, and we are a team of little things players. Like yes, Lindblom can put the puck in the net. He's produced points at different levels. But what is what do we love about him? He does the little things. Sean Couturier. They finally broke out offensively. But what is he? Great two-way player. Kevin Hayes, two-way center who's going to help us in the neutral zone. Like, we really need to improve our penalty kill. These are the things we focused on. Travis Konechny, fun guy who scores the goals. Like, we... And, yeah. Of yeah. all of our prospects, this he's the first one who came up and started scoring some freaking goals. We've been waiting for a guy like him just to be exciting. So, yeah, there, there's absolutely just that emotional connection to him because of that.
0: And he's a shit-stirrer. Oh, and... Uh, yeah. I mean, how do you not love that?
1: Yeah, if you just sit down and... Uh, the highlight of the season last year is that outdoor game. Yeah. And yeah. outside of Jeru's goal... Him it's mic'd him. up is the yeah. highlight <laughs> yes. of that whole yes. thing. It's very true. No,
0: no, I mean yes, it is. <laughs> like, <that shit> is <laughs> but also, so do you remember when Shane Gossisberg killed a man?
1: Oh, that was good too. I mean, yeah.
0: that that's definitely a highlight of that game for me. Right, I so just I just watched the highlights the other night when I couldn't sleep.
3: I just took again. Jean Gauthier, so I'm happy about that. There you go. Jean Gauthier is on the Redheads.
1: <laughs> good job. <laughs> <laughs> is that <laughs> the, the name of you. your team, the Redheads? That's always the name of my good, team. Oh, that's good stuff. Any other thoughts on A V?
3: Um, oh yeah, well you brought up the whole idea of like them not necessarily being a fun team and we still don't know how they're, you know, how they're going to look number 1. We don't know exactly how they're going to play. We'll say this though. The primary word that you keep hearing, well words you keep hearing in camp, pace, tempo. They are practicing fast. There's not a lot of gas between between drills and they are trying he is trying to get them to play fast hockey. Now whether that actually manifests itself in fast fun hockey who knows, but Hack, I talked to Voracek about this on Saturday, and he had a really interesting quote. I'm not going to quote it uh, verbatim, but I'll just give you the gist of it, because basically I asked him, you know, thinking back to the first year of Hack's tenure, okay, this is a guy who, you know, comes in, implements a system, and if you remember, it took like half the season for the team to figure it out. Yes, The first half was a mess, yeah. and then the second half, they got better, and they started winning, and Everyone was saying, "Well, the reason why we got better, so we got we we're so much better in the second half than the first half, is because the system is second nature to us now. We're mm-hmm. not thinking, we're just doing, and it's a good system. We're trusting in it. We're in good shape." So I asked Voracek, "I'm like, you guys are having you have a new coach. You were there for the hack year. Why should fans think that this year won't be similar and that it's going to take you guys time to pick up the Vino system? Because it seems like it's going to be a pretty big change." And I guess, said something interesting, which was essentially, we're going to play faster this year, and one thing about playing with pace is that you can make a couple more mistakes, and you can make up for it by just playing fast. When you're not playing fast and you screw up the system, then you get killed because there, it's it's less chaotic. Yeah, I think Hack was all about structure, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying Vino isn't, but I think Hack's big thing was structure. And if you have structure without pace, and the structure is not there, then you're going to look like crap. Yeah, whereas then you're just getting yeah dead. Whereas <laughs> from a system standpoint, if if you're in a situation where yeah, not everybody fully grasps the system, but you're flying around and hitting people and forcing turnovers and stuff, you can kind of make up for the fact that not everybody has a full understanding of what to do. So that's that was an interesting point by Voracek, I thought, and hopefully that's the way it plays out.
1: Yeah, and w- the play fast thing, I'm. Um- I've read all that stuff too. I don't think, like, I don't think this is going to be the '95 Devils. Like, I don't think we're going to turn up the temperature in the building and play on ice that's half melted or anything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like, when I hear "play fast," I just think more like fast decision making and control the tempo. I
3: think they actually want to play fast. Okay, all right. Like, actually and, fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, and with structure. Obviously, it's not going. They're not going to be playing shinny out there. Like, sure. It's sure. Not but just, what if they did? I'd be all for it. That would be. I don't know. They probably be, win a lot yeah, of games. This be real. It, it would catch a lot of teams. Yeah, so many teams would be like, "Oh, they're they're not trapping in the neutral zone. What? Well, I don't know." How <laughs> yeah, man, we're just cherry picking and scoring four goals. I don't know what to tell you. Keep up. Uh, like, no, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, okay. If you think that's how they're gonna play, then I'm a lot more excited. Like I said, this is the first two games, and we got uh, Curtis Gabriel out there. Now let's. Uh, well, first, uh, what Kevin Hayes played his first game, the uh, the opener. One of the standouts was he the best Into player it. on the ice in that game. I, would I mean, say, yeah. he, he
3: probably there's, was. There's yeah. always
1: yeah. the new face in a new place, rocket up your ass kind of. Uh, you're just excited. You want to make an impression. at sure. at home. Sure. but man, I like that. Line, I am too. interested in what that what he can do and what he can do with JVR and Voracek because mm-hmm. it looks like what we were hoping the Limblam slash JVR Patrick Voracek line could do. Sustain it.
0: Yeah, I um, have not much to say about his play on the ice. I do have a lot to say about the... His thick trunk? The Flyers, just the PR machine is just... It is funny. Getting Kevin Hayes. I I will agree
3: with that. And
0: I don't have a problem with Kevin Hayes. I certainly don't have a problem with the signing. But man, I am getting real sick of seeing his face everywhere. He's got a real big head. I'm just like, can you give me not Kevin Hayes. Give me, I, give I mean, give me Claude is. Giroux to look at. I he like, is he is a good-looking new dad.
1: I'll tell you what I like about Kevin Hayes is he just looks like every dude I played high school hockey with. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just got the shitty beard and he's yeah. like he doesn't look like he's in the best shape, but he's big. Like, I'll tell you, though.
0: I'll leave the analysis to the pros. I'm stepped.
1: just... No, a feel feel I free retreat. Yeah. I want some analysis on his thickness cuz he's using that trunk.
0: Does he have a thick trunk? He's All I know is ass, like, a, like a big Shen. booty line. Yeah. yeah. Um, he he's got legs like toothpicks.
1: There was just a, it was his ass, man. I, there was just a, And my God, I can't believe I've said that, that this many times already. Uh, there was just a small play, like, behind the net. He didn't have full control of the puck, but it was in front of him. And someone came to bump it off of him. And he just gave him just a little, a little, little bit of ass. Tooch. And they went backwards, and he gained full control of the puck, and he dished it off, and it I resulted in like a scoring. I like a good booty yeah, bump. It, it resulted in a scoring chance eventually, and, like, that's what I see out of that line. Man.
0: Give oh. me give me more of that ass. That is
1: that is the line that'll really get pucks in deep, get pucks to the net. Like, that I, is my professional no, he's
3: analysis a, now. Yeah, he's a he's a puck protection guy. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think people are gonna have to him and Jake are they're gonna, gonna, be gonna fun. they're gonna get some you know, it's funny. I actually think I think Hayes at this stage of his career is better at puck protection than Jake. Okay. I like, I think I mean Jake's that's a better Jake's a better skater. Jake Absolutely. More risks Yeah, but I think Hayes is you know, Hayes is the kind of guy who he's just gonna like You know, he's going to park himself somewhere. He's going to have the puck and he's going to be like, go around me. Go around me and try to get it because I'm going to like back you down like I'm like Like posting posting you up in basketball. That's sort of his game. And it's kind of fun. Like, once you get past the fact that he's not flashy, those things are kind of fun. He's not Matt Duchesne. We all
1: wanted that sort of. Oh, he's going to score on breakaways and stuff. And maybe that's not who he is. Well, it's not who he is. But no,
0: but that's okay.
1: Yeah, it's okay. You don't... Like, I just watched freaking <laughs> Tampa Bay get swept in four. Like, as point. much as I want to play that yeah. way, I also want to win a Stanley Cup. I'm not saying Kevin Hayes equals cup. I'm just saying I'm I excited. Understand. I'm excited for the way that line's going to forecheck. And too. to Charlie's point, like, even if Hayes is better at puck protection, whatever, when you think of... Zone entries and how you get the most out of a James Van Reemsdyke who is the guy who scores the goals. Well, get him there. We have two guys who are gonna get him there. Yep. That's what that's what I'm really looking forward to about that line. What do we think of Braun in the opener? Justin Braun. God, I'm I'm gonna call him Ryan so many it's times. Right.
2: <laughs> Just call him by his last name.
1: Yeah. Brawny man. <laughs> I liked it. He looks like uh, it's the like, better part of what was advertised. Active stick, good defensively. It's
2: like a weird thing because I, I think at this stage of the game, when you say defensive defenseman, it's yeah. almost like a bad thing. Yeah, but he's a defensive def- like he was playing good defense. Like I don't know, I don't know what to say about it. Like he was just, and I think that's part of why people don't like him, and part of why he looks so bad on paper is that he just does defense things. Mm-hmm. It's not flashy. It's not exciting. He's not going to score goals. He's probably not going to do anything super fun. But he he plays good defense. He and does som- a defense. Sometimes that's okay.
1: And considering what we have, yeah. and now Sanheim, uh has gotten a lot better in the defensive zone. Obviously, Proverov is known as a two-way guy. Uh, but... We've seen the offensive upside of all of our homegrown defensemen uh, outside of Hagen Moran. We've seen the off, uh, offensive upside. Having one of these guys, if he's actually good, like that's if he's in Andrew McDonald's role and much better than Andrew McDonald. Exactly. That's an upgrade. How much of an upgrade we will see over these next 82 plus games, but I, I got to believe he makes them better. At least a little bit. Uh, I think we all kinda had him penciled in next to Sandheim when we got him. He he's started playing, camp playing with, with Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. Does that, that mean that's they're gonna
2: interesting.
0: Use... It's
1: very interesting. I, yeah.
0: How do sounds we think
2: that like Sandheim Myers? Yeah. And which I am so obsessed with.
1: I'm obsessed with it. They're so big. As oh I I I called him the Twin Towers on the uh on the pod last night on the post game. Might be too
0: soon. I don't know. It's not,
1: I don't there was know. There's a wrestling tag just, team called the Twin Towers. I, it, people are called the Twin Towers. It's not I know, always the World I'm Trade just, Center. No. I'm, I'm, you're good. It yeah, might not, be. Not all right. Okay. It's been a while. Not making jokes. Uh you're, anyway, not
0: make, you're right. You're not making my jokes. My question
1: my question uh is which of uh, we can all kinda agree we think it's Proverov Niskin at the top when the season starts. Now the Provorov's here, everything is you know, everything's good. Which of these two gets the second
3: pair of minutes? That's the fascinating question. And that's the one thing that I don't love. Like I'm 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 willing to I'm willing to kind of take a step back and say let's see how it plays out okay. because Just because a guy is on the third pairing doesn't necessarily mean he's getting third pair of minutes, and Mm -hmm. that's important. Like Justin Braun could be on the second pair, but could end up getting the fifth most amount of minutes because they strategically use him for defensive zone draws and against certain players, and and Ghost is going out there by him with Sanheim in the offensive zone. So I want to see how it actually plays out in terms of usage, but it does concern me a little bit that Travis Sandheim, who I think everyone at this table agrees was the Flyers' best defenseman last season. I don't know if there was a second. (laughs) Fair. A A
1: second second defenseman or a second best? Travis Sandheim was the Flyers' sixth best defenseman last year.
3: (laughs) Anyway, the fact that a guy who we all agree was their best defenseman last year might be on the third pairing to start the year, it's a little concerning because I want to see him get more ice time than that.
1: I agree. That was my... I started, as soon as I saw, it was probably you or one of the other uh, very, very excellent beats who tweeted, uh, Only Charlie's good. The rest of them are terrible. It's true. I mean, let's um, be real here. Yeah. Uh, Madeline's Thanks, great guys. Third eyes. Nice, um, but yeah. hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Charlie. I know. You work with them. Um, I, as soon as I saw it's Braun Ghost, I said, Interesting. Well, I, uh, I've said plenty of times, Ghost is my favorite player on the team. Love the guy. But him sheltered as a third pairing defenseman with a right handed pull partner being used for what he brings on offense that interests me if he's playing 19 20 minutes and obviously second pair he gets if he's on power play one as we all expect him to be because he has been like okay his minutes are going to fluctuate based on how many power plays and everything but I, I don't know I, I was just I was surprised by the fact that he Braun, you assume is going to be on your second pair I thought that was Sandheim's partner
3: yeah, well they flat out said in the offseason. To me it's not even that you assume Bronzing in their second pair. Is yeah. it it's if Fletcher flat out said in the offseason the reason why they traded Radko Gudus is just because Phil Myers is going to be on the third pair. So presumably whoever is with Phil Myers is also on the third pair and that's where you get that idea. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I want to see San- I want to see Travis Sanai play a lot of hockey this me year. Too. I really Same. do. I mean if I have my way, and I don't know if the Flyers are going to do this, but I would have Travis Sanheim as the only defenseman on the second power play unit, and just tell Ivan Provorov, play even strength, play penalty kill, you're not good on the power play yet. Maybe if someone gets hurt, you'll get a shot, but you've sucked at it your whole career so far, yeah, he's and not good let's at try it. Travis Sanheim, who in his limited time on the power play, has looked much better than Provorov there.
1: And like, don't... Pretty doesn't pretty much every statistic point to the idea that four forwards and one defenseman leads to
3: more goals yes. than three and two. Yes. Like and unless, the, I mean, unless you're like the Sharks and you have Burns yeah, and Carlson. Yeah, and
1: Burns, <laughs> Burns is a converted forward, and Carlson doesn't have a position; he's just hockey man. Like That's, <laughs> it's like, that, that's yeah, sure. Things if you wanna,
0: that are not incorrect.
1: Yeah. If if you want to just put it that way, other than that, yeah, I, I want four forwards and one defenseman, and the Flyers probably have. Have enough forwards to make it work now. Like, oh, well, yeah, we're going to have uh, Ryan White out there because he's right handed. Like, I don't think we're in that sort no, of territory this now where there just aren't enough good players yeah,
3: to have two th- power play units. That, that kind of brings up a good point because I think, understandably, there is still skepticism yeah. about this team. There should be. They haven't been good for quite a while. This is a significantly deeper team on paper yes. than they've had in a long time. Like You know, you go back and forth with Steph about Michael Roffel. I'm more on Steph's side than your side, but the fact of the matter is is that like this is a guy who for years was in the top six yeah. and now we're like, man, I wish we had a better fourth line than Michael Roffel. He's a pretty good fourth liner. Thank you. I
1: love him on the fourth line. I just don't want to see him anywhere else. Which
3: is fair, but my point is, is that now they have a yes. lineup where he can do that.
1: Oh, I don't blame him. I blame the team for not having enough good players. Like everyone who complained about the Hayes contract, I said, here were your options: no two C or overpay by six to seven hundred k. Yeah, like, yeah, those were your
3: options. Yes, absolutely.
1: We could be mediocre or try to get better. So. Uh, Listen, I like Michael. I don't have anything personally against Michael Roffel. I have a problem with an organization who didn't have nine forwards better than Michael Roffel. Which that is was fair. my issue. Very fair. <laughs> All That's right. fine. Outside of the new guys we just discussed, who has stood out? Youngsters, uh, people you maybe weren't expecting uh, in these two preseason games, who have you really liked?
3: Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, the, the germ.
2: Yeah, no. Well, oh, the germ yeah. has looked, he good. looked He's looked real good. Roof,
3: Roof. looks solid. I, I've yeah. liked him. You I know, liked I, him a lot I, last night. I think he's played smart hockey. I think he's played his game. Like, I wrote in my column after the after the first game, and it, you can't really compare in the second because Faraby didn't play in the second. Yeah. Joel Faraby's upside is higher sure. than German Rupsoff's upside without a doubt. You can see, and that's not even like what you read from scouts. You can see it. I yeah. mean, you can just see that Joel Faraby can score and German Rupsoff is kind of like the positionally sound, smart player who doesn't have that dynamic element to his game. But I believed watching that first game that Rupsoff did a better job playing his game what will make him successful in the NHL than Farabee did playing his game. Because I watched Farabee and I'm like, he did a lot of good things, but he was only about like fifty percent of what I think he can be. Okay. Whereas I watched Roopsoff and I'm like, he did a lot of good things. He was about eighty percent of what I think he can be. And to me, you know, maybe that's something you gotta look at when you're talking about who's gonna make the team.
1: Oh i, I yeah. I'm, you know, I've said I don't care at this point. I'm not, oh play the kids, this, uh, whoever helps us win freaking games because we haven't won a lot of games in a long time I would like to do that we have not I'm not I, like I wasn't winning. I wasn't the biggest fan of the rubsov pick Charlie and I have both said how much we wanted Kiefer Bellows in yeah, the we're draft. looking wrong yeah and we, look, <laughs> Chick- we look real wrong because I did not notice Kiefer Bellows at all in that first game rubsov I'm sitting here did he here, play? he, he yeah. played in the
3: the first one the okay. opener yeah oh yeah then, then, then and Wall, then Wall, yeah then Wallstrom played in the second one yeah. he also was he actually was a little bit more noticeable I guess yeah yeah, well, I, he
1: tried to... Who'd he fight? Um, Sandheim? or No, Stewart fought... Um, Who did no. Stewart fight? Ross Johnson just, fought... Ross Johnson fought Gabriel, Gabriel sort of. Gabriel, Curtis Gabriel. Oh, Gabriel yes. didn't Sorry. really fight. He just
3: knocked the shit out of him. <laughs> Gabriel just kind of was Oof. like... I, I In Gabriel's offense, because the way that looked, like, Gabriel got wrecked and then he started talking to the ref. I think he was asking the ref to let them go so he could fight. But it looked like he was basically telling the ref, "Get me away from this guy." <laughs> he dropped his gloves and then was just just stood there. It was what did
1: what did Curtis Gabriel do to the Islanders? Because then he took that freaking hit from Anders Lee. Yeah, it looked look like good. a serious knee injury. Has there been any update on that before we get back to what we were talking
3: about? I have heard that they were expecting to hear inf- like concrete information later today, and an update should be coming early on Thursday. Right. But the fact that they didn't just flat out say, no, he's fine, yeah, leads me to believe there's something up here. There's something in that MRI? Well, yeah, it's just just that, like, yeah, yeah. he didn't wake up this morning and was, like, pulling Adam Banks. Like, yeah. the pain was gone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look! <laughs> I just turned my wrist over for everyone who's listening, not in the room. It worked. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of uh, Ruby, I really liked uh, David Kasha last night. Is that what we're saying? Yes,
3: he had a okay. good game, and it it, it it doesn't pay me to say because I want to see him do well. But it's just that like so many people, like Maddie, Brad, and Alex Appleyard, all love the guy, and I still just don't see the NHL like the where he fits in an NHL roster. But because of that, I've been like painted as the David Kasha hater. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's you. You've been hating him for a long time, so I'm glad
2: that you no longer do for now. Well, I, he's,
3: I he's having a good camp. He's, he I mean, I don't think he's making a the team, but he's had a good camp.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. It, he's he's not, not gonna make the team. No, yeah. It's like it's hard to care about the people that play well that you just know aren't making the team.
1: But I will say, I like the idea. Like, no, I don't expect him to make the team. I really hope we have 12 forwards who are a lot better than him. But I like having the just the thought of, hey, someone got hurt. Um, we can call him up and he won't be bad. Like, that's you know. I I like the depth that this organization has, and it's finally paying off. We We, talked a lot about a lot of Hextall's picks, and it's like, yeah, maybe not the best upside. Maybe their ceiling is third line, but and you know the third player on a third line, but they won't be out. They will make the NHL. They will be able to do it in this league.
3: You know who um, who I've actually liked that you'll get a kick out of, Bill, because you'll. I think Maxim Shushko has had a surprisingly Shushko good Sushko was
1: the other one I wanted to bring
3: surprisingly up. Surprisingly good camp. Like, when he came to camp, because he did not have a very good draft plus two season to the point where, you know, I always wonder when, like, when you sign a guy after his first season after the draft, and then he has a bad second season after, or not even bad, but just doesn't take a step forward, you almost wonder, like, man, I wonder if they wish they didn't sign him to that deal. And I kind of wondered if that was the case, case with, uh, with Sushko. I wondered if maybe he might end up in the ECHL. Because this the AHL, like the Phantoms are going to be stacked with prospects. And they signed a bunch of vets too. So there's not going to be space for everybody. And I was wondering, like, is Sushko one of the guys who they may be like, go down to the ECHL, you get playing time there, and make it very clear that like you're not one of our top guys right now. Well, he's played well. He's had a good camp. He played in both those games. Yeah. Like, if, like, the other guys who played in both of the back-to-back games were Rupsov, who has a legitimate chance of making the team, Stewart, who's playing for a contract, Vorobiov, who has a legitimate chance of making the team, and then Maxim freaking Shushko. Like, that is... That's bizarre that he's in that conversation, but clearly they've liked what they've seen. Him. You gotta I, I play can like see Belarus. why.
1: You gotta play like Belarus, man. <laughs> they almost beat Canada once. Uh, <laughs> I'll never get over it. Um, yeah, I gotta know, though... Actually, I'll start with this, with Chris Stewart. I loved the game he had last night. Loved uh, it. Did you really? Yes, because if he continues to play like that, there's no way oh. he can make the team. <laughs> there oh. we go. <laughs> he was awful. Okay. Yeah. He was freaking was like, what, what did you awful? see of there? Yeah, I saw that he can't keep up. So they can't try to sell us on vet and grit and toughness. No, they can. Because he can't play. What? And I was really happy about it. If he looked serviceable, if he looked passable, there was part of me that's like, he's going to get a spot on this team. But watching him play, like, that tripping penalty was the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. That was bad. He just put, po- yeah. he dumps the really puck penalty. in, he's coming off on a change, just goes, nah, I'm going to commit a penalty first. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to get that sound on repeat. <laughs> I just, I, I was just baffled, but at the same time, I was like, do that three more times, do it ten more times. Like it was great. And then there was a, I can't, I can't remember. I think it was Kasha was like coming down on like a like a three on two, and there were several options for Chris Stewart. Like he could have
3: charged the net. And tried to. Tap I think him. it might have been the Roopsoft. off. It might have been the Rubs was the one where off forced Rupsof. the turnover, and then yes. came in, and there in like Sewer just kind of like chugged behind him. He
1: had two <laughs> options. He could have charged to the net and tried to tap home a backdoor pass from uh, from Ruby, or as there was another guy making a center line drive, he could have trailed off behind him and opened himself up as a trailer, he just kind of floated. And he did absolutely nothing. And it was like, this is, like, man, this is we practiced this shit in, in in high school. Like, this is what you do in a three-on-two. And he just executed none of his options. So I was really happy to see how bad Chris
3: Stewart looked last night. There's no way he can make this team now. Um, yeah, the thing with Stewart is just that, like, look, I get it. I get this whole concept of, you know, we lost Wayne Simmons, we lost Rack Gudis. We, you know, we we, we want to have that grit guy. Like I get the logic, and I even get that. Like you know, Fletcher knows Stewart, so whatever. But like this is a guy who was his, in England his, last year and wasn't very good there. No, and then wasn't very good in his previous, like his last few years in the NHL. I just it's hard for me to imagine him finding the fountain of youth now.
1: It's not like he played in Sweden or Russia or even freaking Germany. He's in a UK league.
3: I didn't know they played hockey there. And in fairness, like, he did he did an interview with with my site and basically he and maybe said he just wanted to live well, there. Well basically yeah. he said like yeah, he, he kinda just wanted to live yeah. there and he didn't really take it that seriously. And he's taking this camp, understandably it's an NHL camp much more seriously. So I'm sure he's not as underwhelming as he looked in a bad hockey league. But I'm just going back to his last years in the NHL when he was a play driving liability and couldn't score. Um,
2: I just get really concerned when a guy like Stewart is the focus of so many redemption articles.
3: Well, see the thing with that though, and this is got to write about something well it, it this is important. Chris Stewart. Gives really good quotes. Uh, He's a good dude. And if you're a hockey writer and it's like, hey, it's a guy with a PTO who gives great quotes and is open with the media. And Jake ain't playing.
1: Like, There's only so many guys you can talk to. Most of them have zero interest, whether they can or can't, in putting three words together. Like,
3: sometimes the articles the media writes it's it's hinting that, yeah. like, it's because the team is pushing a guy. And that. Right. Sometimes the articles that media writes is just because... This is what's there. This is what's there, and it's a good article because he's a good guy to talk to the media. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's more what's going on with Stewart. That said... That's good. That said, I do think he is more in this race. Like, I went into camp thinking he was just, like, more or less a pity PTO. Me too. And now I think he's actually in the race. Oh, God. I don't. I don't think he's going to get a contract, but I do think he's involved, and... If Curtis Gabriel is actually seriously hurt, that helps Stewart. We are going to take a quick break, because I forgot to do it like 15 minutes ago,
1: Uh, and then we will be right back with a little bit more preseason talk and talk about some some injuries to guys who are hopefully going to be contributors this year. All right, fam, we are back, and I have to ask now... We talked about, we've talked about the, you know, the fourth line battles and that, that third line wing spots open. Who's the 3C? Because where, what happened to Nolan Patrick? Guess What What the yet. hell happened to Nolan Patrick? That's
3: a really, really good question. It's, I, they're, they're not, I wasn't
1: awake yet and he was hurt.
3: They're not giving any <laughs> info. And it's, the, the weird thing about it is that he's skating. And not only is he skating, like he's skating by himself. Well, not by himself, he's with like Pitlick. The because, other, yeah, because yeah, Pitlick, Pitlick the is, other is rehabbing as well. But he looks fine. Like he really looks fine. And I know the big the big fear on everybody's mind has been, is it a concussion? And I get it. he had con- concussion? He said, Well, you know, with you practice and sometimes there's contact. But here's why I don't think it's that. And it was just a little tidbit that Fletcher dropped on Friday when he was answering questions about the injury. And basically someone asked him, is this potentially going to require surgery? And Fletcher said, no, not at this time. You can't get surgery for a concussion. No. So yeah. if they haven't ruled it, I, the way I read that answer was they basically like, like, look, like, we're going to try to rehab this and see if it heals on its own. Surgery could be an option if nothing else works. Surgery is never an option for a concussion. No. So if, if surgery is even a last-ditch option for whatever he's dealing with, then it's probably not a concussion, which is good, but it still doesn't answer the question of what the hell's wrong with him and will he be ready for opening day because Fletcher also is not willing to guarantee that Plattrick would be ready for opening day. Oof.
0: I He wouldn't be skating if it was a concussion. they, well, s- you they do skate it, guys.
3: To, you do have to eventually exert yourself because exactly.
1: that's part of the test.
0: Yeah, I, I don't Think that it's a concussion, and I, I, I just don't. I feel it in my gut. I think it was a broken heart. Who
3: and told Travis us it was a neck thing?
2: Who told us it was a neck thing? Is I
0: that mean
3: thing? that that's been that's been bouncing around. Oh, okay. There's a lot of things that are bouncing around. It's just I'm like, going to throw this out there. The it, it, the, all the all the team has said is upper body. Yeah. So there's a lot of ah. possibilities for upper body.
1: I mean, yeah, what is your upper body, you know? The like, first is your thing... wrist upper body or lower body? Depends on where you are. Depends up. on where. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> All right, well body. then I'm just going to throw lower out body. my theory. Maybe he needs LASIK. There you go. That's a surgery, right? So what has I has been squinting. But just
3: like major league. <laughs> yeah. If <exactly>. you, <laughs> you
0: totally want to hear what my theory it. is? Yeah. Sure. He cut his hair and he's just not used to what the air feels the like on the oh back God. of his neck.
1: <laughs> it is a different feeling.
2: It is a different feeling. The first thing I thought when we heard about this is Bill Matz screaming, guys that get hurt all the time get hurt all the time. I'm
1: worried about Nolan Patrick pretty, and what he is.
2: Charlie and I had a conversation about this at dinner, and I um, am not I'm very
0: glad confidence. that I wasn't there Yeah, you would have thrown because, things at us. Because he's my perfect boy. He's fine. He's 20 years old. He's right. 20 years old.
3: Is he going to turn 21 tomorrow? Oh, I didn't, you didn't conf- even look. Can you confirm? He's I, never I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow. He's never been healthy.
0: He was healthy. Healthy. he was healthy he was healthy last year. He season. was healthy
3: pretty much all of last year.
0: Uh didn't the nineteenth, like, yes. The nineteenth got... is his twenty first
3: birthday. There we go. Park Noel Patrick will be allowed to drink alcohol. Part Because he's never had an alcoholic beverage market. before. Never. Well actually, what's the what's the drinking age in Canada? Eighteen, nineteen, 19 depending Depending on the province. Is it really? Wow. Fair.
1: Yeah, we went there uh for like spring break before I was twenty
3: one.
1: So you
0: had a passport then?
1: No, you didn't need it back then. Yeah, you didn't Oh, it was pre nine eleven. Um what was...
3: Uh, now I totally forget.
1: We're talking about yes, how... Could yeah, pre, you could have been Patrick.
3: pre-9-11. You're not that much older than me.
1: No, like, is anyone concerned that Nolan Patrick's just never going to be what... No! Because I am. Yeah. No. And if he isn't... Yes. Man, that's a big old right. hole that I was not accounting for. What
2: I All said right. is that, it, in my mind, I would not be shocked if his career turns out to be a third line center for an NHL hockey team.
0: So I spent the weekend at the RIT Sports Analytics Conference and our good friend of the show, Micah Blake-McCurdy, did his presentation on how hockey players are not in their prime until they're 24. Mm -hmm. So 24 is their prime for forwards and defensemen. Now Mm -hmm. defensemen are... Between 24 and 25, closer to the older end, but 24 solidly for forwards. So Nolan Patrick, as of tomorrow, will be 21. That's still three years to get to his prime.
1: It's not his ability I'm worried about; it's his development being constantly hindered by these injuries. See,
0: I'm not that. I'm it's not, not that, worried about that it. bad. Like you, you remember the whole. And, and we actually went through this last year that there's this whole narrative around how Giroud is always hurt. Giroud is always hurt. Giroud has missed nine games in like 10 years. I don't know who's if anyone
1: who's
3: ever said Giroud's There was hurt. It was
0: a whole thing last year. Maybe it was the year before, but and, I know that we've talked about it. And I think, it.
3: well, we've also talked about there was that perception that Couturier was always hurt, yeah. too. And that was like he had two years where he got hurt. And then he, yeah, he got, got hurt, hurt two years in a row and he got hurt in the play. But then before that, he was fine. So yeah, I don't like. I will admit that I do have worries that Nolan Patrick might not be as good as we hope he's going to be, but it has nothing to do with this injury. It's It's just this it's, It's just because last year I thought he was going to have a big breakout year, and he didn't, and that was concerning. Now, it doesn't mean he's not going to have it eventually. It's just that most... Top two picks have already had that really great year by now, and he hasn't yet. And he might have it, but he hasn't yet. And until he has it, you have to wonder if he's ever going to have it. Morgan Frost, please be a
1: superstar so I can just pretend we got you at (laughs) two.
2: Well, since you brought up Couturier, that was another thing we brought up. That Couturier, at the start of his career, was a 3C. Yeah. And I don't think that anyone in this room probably watching at that time felt like sean couturier was a 3c like i never thought that that was where sean couturier's career was going to park i look at nolan patrick there are
3: a lot of and people like, on twitter who thought that
0: i well, mean I, in the beginning of his career i absolutely did you did in the beginning of his career
2: no, i didn't i always thought he was he was going to be better than people were giving him credit for in, in his first year in the league at, at the beginning of his career not the just the first year, like
1: throughout the first the first couple of two three years. seasons. Yeah, like we're, yeah. Like well, we're, we're only with... two years into Nolan Patrick, and yeah, that we're in that space now. Like Sean Couturier is playing in the final minute of a game against Pittsburgh in the first game of his career uh, out there against Malkin and Crosby with their net empty. Like Nolan Patrick as good, like. Even I mean, if he's better than his age would dictate, he's not that good. Yeah, like I guess he's I not haven't being s- depended on in that way.
2: I haven't seen anything where I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, that kid's going to be good. Like, I haven't seen anything the play-
3: that's like, mm. see, I'll disagree with that to a degree, Kelly, because one of the reasons why I still am hopeful for Nolan Patrick is because I do see it. I see it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, if this was a case of. I just never see it, and I'm just hoping that it's going to pop up and it's going to click one day. That would be one thing. You know, once every four or five games, he'll do something where you're like, shit, this guy can really play. And not just play in the sense of like be a useful player. I mean, like do something that pretty much every single player on this team, aside from maybe Giroux, cannot do, and he'll do it. You know, he had that one game. And, and it'll look
0: it, fucking effortless and it drives you
3: back yeah. shit because
0: where is that the rest of the time? Exactly.
3: But the fact that he can do it makes you think, well, maybe there's will come a day where he does that a lot.
1: And I... I'm not saying like I'm not saying trade like so many people are like trade Nolan Patrick. Are I'm there like, people that are saying oh, trade? Oh, I see it People a lot. are crazy. Oh, yeah, well, they also think we can build a, a package around Nolan Patrick to get Patrick Line Yeah, I'm like, how do you yeah, go, other know. than their names, which aren't even spelled the same? <laughs> I don't know how you think we. Why would Winnipeg do such a thing? Well, they listen. would trade a good player for a bad player. Of course. I don't Just know play- if you
0: know this, but. They need defense, and I think Robert Haig will be enough to get Patrick.
1: Lyon. I'm willing to go so far as Haig and no, Moran I'm, and I'm a fourth. Yeah, yeah. Noel
3: yeah. Patrick is from Winnipeg, by the way.
1: Oh, he, Ooh, yeah. oh, no, he might
0: someone, like it there. People <laughs> brought I that he was up. In... Manitoba.
1: Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yeah. Right? It, well, there we go. <laughs> you learn something no, no, every day. People, I'm
0: doing my best. People
1: brought that up in postgame. They're like, he's a good Winnipeg boy, so you know he'd want to stay. He's not one of these people who's trying to find their way out of there as soon as possible. Or he knows never to go yeah, back. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm from Seoul. Guess where I'm not going to raise my family? <laughs> like,
3: I don't know.
0: Philadelphia. I, I love it
1: here. I know.
3: Okay. Um, no, going back to Couturier, though, because that's an interesting... I, I, I often hear that from people... Who are still very, uh, very bullish on the Nolan Patrick? Is it? Well, look at Sean Couturier. It took him a long time. The point I'll make that distinguishes, I think, Couturier from Patrick in terms of on ice work is that Couturier. One of the reasons why Couturier didn't produce his first three, four years is because his line mates yes. sucked. He they were really, really bad. Mates. Like Patrick, for whatever you say about like why it hasn't clicked for him, it hasn't been line mates. He's had good line mates. Sean Couturier had Zach Ronaldo. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, like for Max fir- Talbot
3: for the first, and Matt Reed, yeah, for the and first- Matt Reed was the best guy he had. He for,
1: the first- <laughs> for the first three years of Couturier's career, Matt Reed was his best line. Yeah, like look at the money he made, Matt Reed. Oh yeah, that's like and say nothing else about Couturier and how he's broken out these last two three seasons. The money. He made Matt
3: Reed an NHL player. This dude was an unsigned yeah, free- I, I I think Matt Reed was, had, I lo- had his good years. I love years. Matt Reed. But I do agree but that Couturier made him probably look out better. If he's
1: there than he was. with Sean Couturier, he yeah. doesn't get 3000000 million, I'll tell you that. for Three years, or whatever. That where was. is he now? He's a, PTO on PTO at Toronto. In, is it Toronto?
3: Toronto.
0: Yeah. I literally just typed in "meet Reed like it was no fair. Yeah. Yes. Oh God. <laughs>
1: uh, so, Brain
0: so, worms.
1: Yeah. So after after that real depressing Nolan Patrick talk, uh, we're getting near the end. So I gotta just say, he's
0: with Minnesota.
3: No, that was who he was, he was with, with last. last
1: year.
0: Well, that's what Wikipedia says. That's where he is now.
3: Yeah, he's on a he's definitely he's on, on a PTO. PTO. With Toronto. All
0: right, I believe you guys more than Wikipedia.
3: Yeah. Screw Wikipedia.
1: Uh, yeah. After that depressing uh, Nolan Patrick talk, Carter Hart.
0: Do, 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 do. Oh.
1: Looked like Carter Hart last night. He looked he did. pretty good. Like, he looked very good. Man, I was into it. I was, listen, I'm not, I think Carter Hart's really good, but I've thought a lot of things about this team that turned out to be the opposite. So, like, <laughs> so, like just, and like, it's a freaking preseason game against, uh, Luke. There were some NHLers out there for, uh, for the Islanders. It's not like they had their B squad, uh, mostly, but they had Lee out there. They had some pretty good NHLers last night. I think Eberly played, so there's some decent amount of NHLers. Stop 14 of 14. Looked like Carter Hart. Uh, Charlie made a point on Twitter, said he just tracking the puck, yep. looking like, as I said, the excellence of execution out there. So calm um, yeah, at all just times. Just
3: that nice, smooth goalieing that we love to see. I, I mean, I think for me... Like I've spent this entire summer kind of telling myself that you know, if Carter Hart doesn't have a good year, it's no big deal. Like we shouldn't be we shouldn't be putting the weight of the world on Carter Hart's, Carter Hart's shoulders. He's twenty one years old. A lot of really great goalies had not so great second years when they hit the league that young. And I've kind of been hammering home this narrative in my head. And then watching the game yesterday, it just kind of was creeping in. Like, yo, what if he really does have a really yeah. good year? No, what then? Every time I have like doubts about him that
1: come up in my own brain because he's wearing a flyer sweater. He plays and I just go, he's he's just different. I it- We've had some—I don't want to undersell how good some goalies have been in short periods of time here. Like, Bob was great his rookie year. You look back at, like, the numbers Marty B put up, like, decent considering everything else we've had. Like, we've seen some good—Steve Mason, those two years. Those two years, Steve Mason was legitimately awesome. Uh, Then he was bad, but first he was good. Um— Hart just looks different. I don't know. what He just looks like a guy who is and will be good for a while.
3: Well, that's what, like, people, all summer long, people have asked me, you know, basically, I am having so much trouble getting excited about the Flyers. I don't know what they're doing. I don't trust the direction. Sell me on why the Flyers, why I should care about the Flyers, why the Flyers are going to be good. And I always say the same thing, and it's this. You could, you could, all the moves they make might be bad. All the coaches they hire might suck. All the contracts they sign might be bad. You know what? If Carter Hart is an elite goalie, very little of it's going to matter. Yep. Because you know what? You can do all the wrong things. And if you have a guy who every year is a top five goalie, you're going to make the playoffs every year. And you're going to be a threat every year in the postseason. If Carter Hart's that guy, like an elite goaltender is such an eraser. For all the mistakes a franchise makes, and we just don't realize it because we We've haven't had, had one, one. Yeah. since Bernie <laughs> Berard, and even he yeah. was only that guy for like three years. Yeah,
1: and then he freaking hurts his eye, and we don't get our three peat. Like, yeah, I. Uh, everyone asks me, I'm like, listen. They're like, what do you think of the moves? What do you think of the coach? First, the coach. I'll get the coach. I relate to uh, how I'm. I'm more excited about the direction of the franchise because Fletcher comes in and looks at it and goes, "Nah, we're good. We just need to add a couple of a couple of pieces." AV, think about the teams he's coached very successfully. The Canucks with Luongo and the Rangers with Lundquist. Does he take this job if he doesn't have that blanket? If he doesn't think he has that blanket,
3: hmm. that's Like, an yeah, he question. probably wanted a, fair a job, point. but a, fair point.
1: a guy yeah. with two or three president's trophies under his belt could probably he go find a himself job. a job. Like, look at the coaches who get hired in this league. Um, I can't imagine. He would look at this and go, oh, they don't have a goalie. I still want the job. Because coaches mm-hmm. get fired for bad goaltending. That's what happens. That's what happened in freaking St. Louis. Then they got a good goalie. And Craig Berube, who we watched. Like, is Craig Berube a good coach? Maybe. Why did they win the cup? Because Jordan Bennington came in and looked like Patrick Waugh for three
3: months.
0: Because Braden Shed. <laughs> because Braden <Shen.
3: laughs> By the way, uh, Ron Hextall was hired as a part-time advisor to hockey operations for the Kings.
1: Oh wow, well. yeah. This fucking sport, man. <laughs> of you you course, a job he got once, hired you by the Who's Even still, left yeah, from when not he was even there. there. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Is Dean still here?
3: Yeah, Dean is still yeah, here. Yeah, Dean is
0: still in Philadelphia. <laughs> is Ron going to hire him back? What is going on?
3: Take him with you. I think, you? A I think Dean consult- has, a pr- has a pretty good relationship with Chuck. Right, so right. I don't think Dean's going anywhere anytime the sport, soon. sport, man. It's just the... That's Charlie, hockey.
1: I wish you could get a job, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> like, you should have played Not one game. of the 200 hockey men. No, you're just not. <laughs> Your
0: like, dad someone, was not a 200 hockey man. Someone will have to
1: die. Mm. Maybe if like five hockey men die. Spots open up. Yeah, spots open up. They yeah, it's it's closed off. Maybe you can marry into it. Maybe. All right, guys. I think that's it. Are are we We, at 8? We did good. Yeah, we're at 8.01. So that is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for hanging out. I will be back tomorrow with some post-game action, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, they're playing. Play
2: tomorrow? I have no idea. (laughs) Can I title this episode, Dadass? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just <laughs> just <pull up>. <laughs> right, yeah, let's cool. do it. Kelly so it. I've already Back typed, that typed it. Up. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> reminder,
0: you know, from from this point forward, the show is going to sound a little bit different, but I mean, the content's going to be the same. Kelly's going
1: to start speaking with the Canadian accent.
0: Kelly is going to start using
2: a lot of "use" in her words, and I'm going to bring Mike on as a guest. Oh God, yeah, he that really, would be great. Actually. He would be, yeah, really, be really good. Fun, actually, he would be really good. Anywho, anywho, uh,
1: have a great week, everybody.